section thirteen of common sense in the household this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b common sense in the household a manual of practical housewifery by marion harland pork sausage and ham sausage number one six pounds lean fresh pork three pounds fat fresh pork twelve teaspoonfuls powdered sage six teaspoonfuls black pepper six teaspoonfuls salt two teaspoonfuls powdered mace two teaspoonfuls powdered cloves one grated nutmeg grind the meat fat and lean in a sausage mill or chop it very fine the mill is better and the grinding does not occupy one-tenth of the time that chopping does to say nothing of the labor one can be bought for three or four dollars and will well repay the purchaser mix the seasoning in with your hands taste to be sure all is right and pack down in stone jars pouring melted lard on top another good way of preserving them is to make long narrow bags of stout muslin large enough to contain each enough sausage for a family dish fill these with the meat dip in melted lard and hang from the beams of the cellar if you wish to pack in the intestines of the hog they should be carefully prepared as follows empty them cut them in lengths and lay for two days in salt and water turn them inside out and lay in soak one day longer scrape them rinse well in soda and water wipe and blow into one end having tied up the other with a bit of twine if they are whole and clear stuff with meat tie up and hang in the storeroom or cellar these are fried in the cases in a clean dry frying pan until brown if you have the sausage meat in bulk make into small round flat cakes and fry in the same way some dip in egg and pounded cracker others roll in flour before cooking their own fat will cook them send to table dry and hot but do not let them fry hard when one side is done turn the other the fire should be very brisk ten minutes or twelve at the outside is long enough to cook them sausage number two four pounds pork lean one and one half pounds pork fat ten teaspoonfuls sage five teaspoonfuls pepper five teaspoonfuls salt grind and season as directed in number one this will not keep so long as that made according to the former receipt but is very good for immediate family use sausage number three two pounds lean pork two pounds lean veal two pounds beef suet peel of half a lemon one grated nutmeg one teaspoonful black pepper one teaspoonful cayenne five teaspoonfuls salt three teaspoonfuls sweet marjoram and thyme mixed two teaspoonfuls of sage juice of a lemon stuff in cases this is very fine bologna sausage uncooked six pounds lean pork three pounds lean beef two pounds beef suet four ounces salt six tablespoonfuls black pepper three tablespoonfuls cayenne two teaspoonfuls powdered cloves one teaspoonful allspice one minced onion very finely chopped chop or grind the meat and mix the seasoning well through it pack it in beef skins or entrails prepared as you do those of pork in the city you can have these cleaned by your butcher or get them ready for use from a pork merchant tie both ends tightly and lay them in brine strong enough to bear up an egg 
let them be in this for a week change the brine and let them remain in this a week longer turn them over every day of the fortnight then take them out wipe them and send them to be smoked if you have no smokehouse of your own when well smoked rub them over with sweet oil or fresh butter and hang them in a cool dark place bologna sausage is sometimes eaten raw but the dread of the fatal trichino should put an end to this practice did not common sense teach us that it must be unwholesome no less than disgusting cut in round thick slices and toast on a gridiron or fry in their own fat if you mean to keep it some time rub over the skins with pepper to keep away insects bologna sausage cooked two pounds lean beef two pounds lean veal two pounds lean pork two pounds fat salt pork not smoked one pound beef suet ten teaspoonfuls powdered sage one ounce marjoram parsley savory and thyme mixed two teaspoonfuls cayenne pepper and the same of black one grated nutmeg one teaspoonful cloves one minced onion salt to taste chop or grind the meat and suet season and stuff into beef skins tie these up prick each in several places to allow the escape of the steam put into hot not boiling water and heat gradually to the boiling point cook slowly for one hour take out the skins and lay them to dry in the sun upon clean sweet straw or hay rub the outside of the skins with oil or melted butter and hang in a cool dry cellar if you mean to keep it more than a week rub pepper or powdered ginger upon the outside you can wash it off before sending to table this is eaten without further cooking cut in round slices and lay sliced lemon around the edge of the dish as many like to squeeze a few drops upon the sausage before eating lard every housekeeper knows how unfit for really nice cooking is the pressed lard sold in stores as the best and cheapest it is close and tough melts slowly and is sometimes diversified by fibrous lumps and even when lard has been tried out by the usual process it is often mixed with so much water as to remind us unpleasantly that it is bought by weight the best way of preparing the leaf lard as it is called is to skin it carefully wash and let it drain then put it cut into bits into a large clean tin kettle or bucket and set this in a pot of boiling water stir from time to time until it is melted throw in a very little salt to make the sediment settle and when it is hot it should not boil fast at any time but simmer gently until clear strain through a close cloth into jars do not squeeze the cloth so long as the clear fat will run through and when you do press the refuse into a different vessel to be used for commoner purposes than the other most of the lard in general use is however made from the fatty portions of pork lying next the skin of the hog and are left for this purpose by the butcher scrape from the rind and cut all into dice fill a large pot putting in a teacupful of water to prevent scorching and melt very slowly stirring every few minutes simmer until there remains nothing of the meat but fibrous bits remove these carefully with a perforated skimmer throw in a little salt to settle the fat and when it is clear strain through a fine colander a sieve or a coarse cloth dip the latter in boiling water should it become clogged by the cooling lard observe the directions about squeezing the strainer 
if your family is small bear in mind that the lard keeps longer in small than large vessels set away the jars closely covered in a cool dry cellar or storeroom in trying out lard the chief danger is of burning simmer gently over a steady fire and give it your whole attention until it is done a moment's neglect will ruin all stir very often almost constantly at the last and from the bottom until the salt is thrown in to settle it when withdraw to a less hot part of the fire bladders tied over lard jars are the best protection next to these paper and outside of this cloths dipped in melted grease brawn number one pig's head weighing six pounds one pound lean beef one teaspoonful salt one half teaspoonful pepper black or white one half teaspoonful cayenne pepper one half teaspoonful mace a pinch of cloves a small onion minced very fine clean and wash the head and stew with the beef in enough cold water to cover when the bones will slip out easily remove them after draining off the liquor chop the meat finely while it is hot season and pour all into a mould wet inside with cold water if you can have a tin mould made in the shape of a boar's head your brawn will look well at a christmas feast brawn number two pig's head feet and ears one half teaspoonful of black pepper and same of cayenne four teaspoonfuls powdered sage one teaspoonful mace an onion minced salt and saltpetre soak the head twelve hours and lay in a strong brine with a tablespoonful of saltpetre let it lie three days in this rinse then boil it until you can draw out the bones do this very carefully from the back and under side of the head breaking the outline of the top as little as possible chop the meat of the feet and ears which should have been boiled with the head season to taste with the spices i have indicated tastes vary in these matters beat in the brains or two tablespoonfuls of melted butter fill up the hollows left by the removal of the bones with this mixture tie in a flannel cloth sewing this tightly into the shape of the head boil an hour and a quarter and set aside to drain and cool do not remove the cloth until next day this will be found very nice saveloys eight pounds pork four teaspoonfuls black pepper one teaspoonful cayenne one teaspoonful cloves or mace eight teaspoonfuls sage sweet marjoram and thyme mixed one teacupful bread crumbs lay the meat which should be young pork in a brine of salt and water with a tablespoonful of saltpetre and leave it for three days dry and mince it season and add the grated bread stuff in skins and bake closely covered in an oven for half an hour or what is better steam over boiling water one hour eat either hot or cold to pickle pork number one hams shoulders chines and middlings are the parts of the hog which are usually pickled this should be done as soon as may be after the meat is fairly cold especially in moderate weather when you can pack down pork within twenty-four hours after butchering it is best to do so unless the cold be severe enough to preserve it longer four and one half pounds salt one pound brown sugar one ounce saltpetre and three gallons of water put into a large saucepan and boil for half an hour skimming off the scum when cold pour over the meat and let it lie for a few days this is intended to corn a small quantity of meat for family use 
number two eighty pounds of meat two quarts and one pint of fine salt four pounds sugar or one quart best molasses three ounces saltpetre pulverize and mix the seasoning with the exception of the two quarts of salt using the one pint only rub the meat well all over and lay upon boards on the cellar floor for twenty-four hours then put a few clean stones in the bottom of a barrel lay sticks across these that the meat may not soak in the liquor that drains from it pack the meat in layers strewing between these the remaining two quarts of salt let it lie in the cask for fifteen or sixteen days every day during this time tipping the cask to drain off the liquor or drawing it through a bunghole near the bottom pour this back in cupfuls over the meat if you do not mean to smoke the meat take it out at the end of the fortnight rub each piece well over with dry salt and return to the barrel if the liquor does not cover it make fresh brine in the proportion of two pounds of salt a quarter of an ounce of saltpetre and a quart of water and pour in when you have boiled it half an hour and let it cool lay a round piece of board upon the upper layer and keep this down with stones examine from time to time to be sure the meat is keeping well should it seem likely to taint throw away the pickle rub each piece over with dry salt and pack anew pork pickled in this way will keep two years to cure hams having pickled your hams with the rest of your pork as just directed take them after the lapse of sixteen days from the packing barrel with the shoulders and jowls at the south they empty the cask and consign the whole hog to the smokehouse wash off the pickle and while wet dip in bran some use sawdust but it is not so good others use neither only wipe the meat dry and smoke the object in dipping in bran or sawdust is to form a crust which prevents the evaporation of the juices be sure that it is well covered with the bran then hang in the smoke the hock end downward keep up a good smoke by having the fire partially smothered with hickory chips and sawdust for four weeks taking care the house does not become hot take down the meat brush off the bran examine closely and if you suspect insects lay it in the hot sun for a day or two the various ways of keeping hams each strongly recommended by those who have practised it are too numerous to mention here some pack in wood ashes others in dry oats others in bran but the best authorities discard packing altogether i will name one or two methods which i know have been successful i hang mine on hooks from wires at the top of my granary which is tight and dark says an excellent judge and manufacturer of hams they are good and sweet when a year old another admirable housekeeper covers with brown paper then with coarse muslin stitched tightly and fitting closely then whitewashes but for the paper the lime would be apt to eat away the grease still another covers with muslin and coats with a mixture of beeswax and rosin there is no doubt that the covers are an excellent precaution provided always that the insects have not already deposited their eggs in the meat the bran coating tends to prevent this i have eaten ham twenty years old in virginia which has been kept sweet in slaked ashes unslaked will act like lime upon the fat boiled ham soak in water overnight next morning wash hard with a coarse cloth or stiff brush and put on to boil with plenty of cold water 
allow a quarter of an hour to each pound in cooking and do not boil too fast do not remove the skin until cold it will come off easily and cleanly then and the juices are better preserved than when it is stripped hot send to table with dots of pepper or dry mustard on the top a tuft of fringed paper twisted about the shank and garnish with parsley cut very thin in carving glazed ham brush the ham a cold boiled one from which the skin has been taken well all over with beaten egg to a cup of powdered cracker allow enough rich milk or cream to make into a thick paste salt and work in a teaspoonful of melted butter spread this evenly a quarter of an inch thick over the ham and set to brown in a moderate oven steamed ham this is by far the best way of cooking a ham lay in cold water for twelve hours wash very thoroughly rubbing with a stiff brush to dislodge the salt and smoke on the outside put into a steamer cover closely and set it over a pot of boiling water allow at least twenty minutes to a pound keep the water at a hard boil if you serve ham hot skin and immediately strew thickly with cracker or bread crumbs to prevent the waste of the essence put a frill of paper above the knuckle send around cabbage or other green vegetables with it baked ham soak for twelve hours trim away the rusty part from the underside and edges wipe very dry cover the bottom with a paste made of flour and hot water and lay it upside down in the dripping pan with water enough to keep it from burning bake five hours or allow fully twenty-five minutes to a pound baste now and then to prevent the crust from cracking and scaling off when done peel off this and the skin and glaze as you would a cold ham put cut paper about the knuckle and garnish with parsley and sliced red beet pickled roast ham soak for two days in lukewarm water changing at least six times a day take it out wash very well scrubbing the under part hard and trimming away the black and rusty edges skin with care lest you mangle the meat and spoil the symmetry of the shape lay in a dish and sponge with a cloth dipped in a mixture of wine vinegar sugar and mustard about a tablespoonful of white sugar a saltspoonful of made mustard and a glass of wine to half a gill of vinegar do this at intervals of an hour washing every part of the ham well all day and until bedtime renew the process next morning until six hours before you need the meat put it upon the spit or in the dripping pan with a cup of hot water to prevent burning add to the mixture or what is left of it in the dish a cupful of boiling water keep this on the stove and baste continually with it until the liquor flows freely from the ham as it cooks then substitute the gravy when done you must test with a fork cover with cracker crumbs work to a paste with milk butter and a beaten egg and return to the oven to brown skim the gravy add a glass of good wine a tablespoonful of ketchup walnut if you have it the juice of a lemon and a little nutmeg boil up and send to table in a boat troublesome as the mode of cooking it may seem roast ham is so delicious especially when cold as fully to recompense the housekeeper who may be tempted to try it broiled ham cut in slices wash well and soak in scalding water in a covered vessel for half an hour pour off the water and add more boiling water wipe dry when the ham is stood half an hour 
in the second water and lay in cold for five minutes wipe again and broil over or under a clear fire cold boiled ham that is not too much done is better for broiling than raw pepper before serving barbecued ham if your ham is raw soak as above directed then lay the slices flat in a frying pan pepper each and lay upon it a quarter of a teaspoonful of made mustard pour about them some vinegar allowing half a teaspoonful to each slice fry quickly and turn often when done to a fine brown transfer to a hot dish add to the gravy in the pan half a glass of wine and a very small teaspoonful of white sugar boil up and pour over the meat underdone ham is nice barbecued fried ham if raw soak as for broiling cook in a hot frying pan turning often until done serve with or without the gravy as you please in some parts of the country it is customary to take the meat first from the pan and add to the gravy a little cream then thicken with flour boil up once and pour over the ham a little chopped parsley is a pleasant addition to this gravy or you may dip some slices of cold boiled ham cut rather thick in beaten egg then in cracker crumbs and fry them in fat extracted from some bits of salt pork take the dry fried pork from the pan before putting in the ham garnish with crisp parsley ham sandwiches cut some slices of bread in a neat shape and trim off the crust unless it is very tender butter them and lay between every two some thin slices of cold boiled ham spread the meat with a little mustard if you like ground ham makes delicious sandwiches cut the bread very thin and butter well put in a good layer of ham and press the two sides of the sandwiches firmly but gently together then roll lengthwise and pile in a plate or basket ham and chicken sandwiches mince some cold roast chicken and a like quantity of cold boiled ham put the mixture into a saucepan with enough gravy chicken or veal to make a soft paste if you have no gravy use a little hot water a few spoonfuls of cream and a fair lump of butter season with pepper to your taste stir while it heats almost to boiling working it very smooth in about five minutes after it begins to smoke take from the fire and spread in a dish to cool with a good-sized cake cutter or a plain thin-edged tumbler cut some rounds of cold bread and butter one side of each sprinkle the buttered sides with grated cheese and when the chicken is cold put a layer between these these sandwiches are simple and very good ham and chicken pie cut up and parboil a tender young chicken a year old is best line a deep dish with a good pie crust cut some thin slices of cold boiled ham and spread a layer next the crust then arrange pieces of the fowl upon the ham cover this in turn with slices of hard-boiled eggs buttered and peppered proceed in this order until your materials are used up then pour in enough veal or chicken gravy to prevent dryness unless you have put in too much water for the size of the fowl the liquor in which the chicken was boiled is best for this purpose bake one hour and a quarter for a large pie ham and eggs cut your slices of ham of a uniform size and shape fry quickly and take them out of the pan as soon as they are done have the eggs ready and drop them one at a time in the hissing fat have a large pan for this purpose that they may not touch and run together in three minutes they will be done the meat should be kept hot 
and when the eggs are ready lay one upon each slice of ham which should have been cut the proper size for this do not use the gravy pork and beans parboil a piece of the middling of salt pork and score the skin allow a pound to a quart of dried beans which must be soaked overnight in lukewarm water change this twice for more and warmer water and in the morning put them on to boil in cold when they are soft drain off the liquor put the beans in a deep dish and half bury the pork in the middle adding a very little warm water bake a nice brown this is a favorite dish with new england farmers and many others although old-fashioned it still makes its weekly appearance upon the table of hundreds of well-to-do families pork and peas pudding soak the pork which should not be a fat piece overnight in cold water and in another pan a quart of dried split peas in the morning put on the peas to boil slowly until tender drain and rub through a colander season with pepper and salt and mix with them two tablespoonfuls of butter and two beaten eggs beat all well together have ready a floured pudding cloth and put the pudding into it tie it up leaving room for swelling put on in warm not hot water with the pork and boil them together an hour lay the pork in the centre of the dish turn out the pudding slice and arrange about the meat end of section thirteen